Hi, I'm Jasper Pattenden at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show on Transfer Deadline Day. Very interesting doing a Wickham Wanderers Show on Transfer Deadline Day. <laughs> There's quite a lot of things you might not know might might be happening, or might not be happening. Uh, we'll keep you across any breaking news in the next hour, if there is any. And... <laughs> If not, uh, still plenty to bring you instead, or as well, I should say. Uh, we're talking to you the day after uh, Wickham Wanderers moved to within a game of Wembley in through to the semi-finals for the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, thanks to an emphatic 4-1 victory at home last night against Brighton and Hove Albion's under-21s. Uh, fantastic performance as well as results. We'll be looking back at that. Uh, we'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield, who uh, has not been too well of late, uh, so it appears, and also hear from uh, uh, Kieran Sadlier, who scored two goals. We'll catch up with uh, Matt Butcher, who is uh, one of two new signings who were unveiled uh, at last night's game, uh, Matt at half time, of course, uh, from arriving from Plymouth. Uh, that was uh, less well known. Wasn't uh, uh, well, I think well known by anybody? Uh, but <laughs> I think it was, it was sort of rumoured, wasn't it? There was some speculation during the day that uh, he might be arriving. Uh, we'll have our match briefing from Phil in a few moments' time, who we spoke to in the last hour due to his club commitments. I uh, didn't get a chance to chat out to him live, but uh, we'll be uh, uh, bringing him the latest as of an hour ago. <laughs> And as I say, we'll keep you up to date with any breaking news. Uh, transfer deadline day in the next hour as so well. We'll look ahead to the trip to Cheltenham on Saturday, which we'll be able to hear live here on Wickham Sound, 106.6 in the Wickham area, and uh, on Wanderers TV as well. Of course, uh, we'll hear from the manager post-match from last night. Did I mention that already? I might have mentioned that already. Thanks to the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, we'll catch up with uh, striker Andy Rammel who uh, almost exactly 23 years ago jumped in the snow after scoring against Wolves, you may remember. Uh, that was uh, in January. It's his birthday uh, later this month as well. Perhaps even next week, I think. Uh, great to catch up with him. And we'll hear from Danny Harrigan, who's a new coach at Wickham Wanderers Women, who works full-time at Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, so he'll be bringing uh, lots more to uh, the chair girls as well for the remainder of their season. All that and possibly lots more on the way as well, including a bit of a preview of the sustainability strategy. We'll be catching up with the Foundation's Chief Executive, Mark Gateskill, on tomorrow's show. Although, if you're listening on the podcast, it'll be on the uh, Friday, the 2nd of February, just after midday's show. You can look up uh, on the uh, Listen Again feature on the website. But first, uh, our regular chat with Phil after uh, what was a fantastic evening uh, last night all around Adams Park. Yeah, well, football's all about winning the game. They did that in some style as well. And hopefully it can have an impact on the league form too as well because, uh, you know, a confidence-boosting 4-1 victory, um, some really good goals in there as well. And some real positives to take. Uh, Jason McCarthy's first start and he looked really lively and involved in a couple of the goals. Uh, Kieran Sadlier looking really sharp. Uh, Richard Kona, another decent performance. Uh, so yeah, lots lots to uh, be excited about, uh, and the draw on Friday as well. So yeah, one game from Wembley from a from a cup final, uh, which adds to all the excitement as well. Um, but obviously, the, the backdrop is is the league, and you know we need now to use this as a springboard. Um, it's been said before; we now need to do it again. Um, going into Cheltenham on Saturday, it's a massive league game. Um, so hopefully um, the boys can take confidence uh, from what happened on Wednesday night and uh, and apply it on Saturday. So we'll hear from the manager later on in the show, but I guess it's not really just the, the result, but but the manner of it that was so pleasing as well. Yeah, exactly that. I think um, you know it was uh, it was a really good game to watch. Um, we know quite a lot about these under twenty one sides now, having played a few of them uh, over the last few weeks, uh, and you know Brighton. 
they've done really well, I think, in terms of what they've done, getting through um, some tough games in this competition. Um, and I think Wickham really took them apart at times. And this is a team that's kept four clean sheets in this competition um, coming into this game. Uh, so the four goals are really good. And as I mentioned earlier on, Kieran Sadley looked really sharp, took both his goals really, really well. And uh, he was very happy when I spoke to him after the game. It's the, the main aim, obviously, to win the game. Uh, that's what I'm most happy with. Um, and yeah, no, it's it good to score a couple of goals and in, involved in another. And it was something I've been saying to the gaffer. I wanted to add more goals to my good performances recently and to really show for it. And uh, I'm really happy with that tonight. I was getting in goal scoring uh, positions more and uh, getting in the box more, I think. That's what uh, I said to him the other day. And yeah, no, it's a good, a good night all round. Talk us through the first goal because it came off the post, but there was plenty to do from there. Yeah, no, Dalo could have swiveled and shot, but I think it shows uh, a maturity and a calmness to kind of uh, settle and take a touch and then set me in. So that's a good good assist from him. And obviously I've just struck through it with my left foot. And um, yeah, the second goal, yeah, Jason's gone down the right, put a good ball in. Dalo again could have shot himself, but he's run over it. And I've just, uh, nice little bit of movement, I guess, and just kind of like roll it into the far corner. Yeah, no, two good goals, happy with them. But again, say again in the box, and if you get in the box enough times, I think you're going to get chances, so I'm happy with that. Their keepers produced a fantastic save as well to deny you the hat-trick. Yeah, no, it was like it was a top save, to be fair. I've caught it lovely. Dolo again actually involved in my, in the goal. Um, he uh, He's put a lovely ball across, and I've caught it on the half volley, left foot, and... Yeah, it's front post. He's put his palm out and he's a, he's a top save. And but another night, if I caught it caught it badly, it might have just rolled, trickled in. But I've caught it uh, nicely. And um, yeah, no, to be fair to him, he's, he's pulled off a great save. Three goals now this season in this competition, yeah. uh, four for the season for Wickham. Uh, you like this competition, don't you? Yeah, no, I've had some good success in this competition the last two years, three years. As I was saying, just in there, like won it a couple of times, but never played in the final. Played all the way up until the semi, I think, and then left. Now we're going to have a tough game, whoever it is in the semi, um, at the three teams left, and we want to get to Wembley, like I think, like like all of the teams. And but yeah, we'll concentrate on the league now, and then when the draw gets announced, we'll uh, prepare for that when it gets closer. How can we can use this competition to convert this into into good league form? I think it's just consistency. We scored four goals tonight, which is this is good. We're putting the ball. We're, we're taking our chances tonight. We had countless other chances as well, and I think we can take it into the league. We've just been consistent. We've been in every game. Like we've we've been in every game really, like in the last ten, eleven games, and we just give away sloppy goals all throughout. Like it's no one's fault individually. It's just everybody like. I don't know what it is really, it's, just, it's always late though and we want to change that and uh, we've been working on it, we've talked about it countless times and yeah, and tonight was a positive night, it was a positive night in front of goal and apart from their goal we've pretty much kept them out, they play some lovely football but we've, we've dealt with it really well and we, um, we controlled most of the game. And half-time, uh, the unveiling of, of Matt Butcher and also the uh, showing off of, uh, of Beryl Labala, who we, who we signed earlier in the week. Uh, two new fresh faces in the squad? Yeah, no, two good players. Played against them both before uh, in past seasons, obviously this season, uh, Bez. And um, yeah, obviously uh, Matt's come from Plymouth playing in the, in the Championship, so he's... He's, he's been there like in the championship and doing done well with a good club like Plymouth and 
And um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting to know them. I've only just met, well, I've met Bez yesterday, but like obviously met Matt today. Uh, looking forward to getting to know them and play with them, yeah. Uh, great to hear from Kieran. And he does obviously speak so well. And as he said there as well, really uh, positive news that that can be taken into the, the trip to Cheltenham and, and the rest of the sort of the league form as well, that, that boost from, from such a great cup performance. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what the boys need to do now. They need to apply this into, into a league game on on Saturday. Cheltenham uh, are a team that uh, are on the up um, after a dreadful start to the season for them. Um, but Daryl Clark's made them very competitive and, and given them a shot of staying up, which I think a lot of Cheltenham fans uh, in October would have been um, been very surprised at to be in this position. So uh, he'll be looking to, to keep kicking on and, uh, and make them comp- even more competitive as the games roll on. As mentioned, speaking to you on deadline day, but there was a bit of a pre-dead. Is there a deadline day eve? I'm not sure. Uh, but sort of unveiling at, at the ground uh, last night as well, which was, was a real boost as well for, for two new arrivals. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Beverly Labala or Bez um, to his friends is a good signing from Burton. You know, he's, he's Burton's top scorer. He scored a cracking goal earlier in January against Wickham Wanderers uh, for Burton. Um, I think uh, adds a bit more. A few more options up top as well, which is great. And then the surprise one at halftime, uh, it was done just in time and the paperwork came through in time to be uh, unveiled at halftime. Matt Butcher from, from Plymouth Argyle, uh, a defensive midfielder, a tall defensive midfielder, won the league last year with Plymouth, played over 40 games for them. He's been involved uh, uh, in the match day squads in the championship for Plymouth too. Um, he's come here for regular starts and game time. Uh, you know, he's a Wickham Wanderers player. This is a, is a direct signing, as is uh, Lavala. Um, so yeah, two really good bits of business done uh, uh, in the in the days leading up to deadline day. So um, it's been a good a good end to the window so far. And Richard Kone's arrival as well has is, is really excited fans and how he's done, uh, what an impact he's made too. Yeah, great story. Um, you know, and he's really grabbing his chance too. And he didn't score against uh, Brighton, but he had a really really good performance and showed some great touches and and awareness around the box um, and, and brought players in. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, you can see why everyone's so excited about him. And also just there's been a few departures to date uh, with, you know, TJ going as well. But uh, so a great move for him, I guess. Yeah, look, you know, he needed regular game time and I think it was becoming clear that wasn't going to happen at Wickham Wanderers. Um, great to see him get off the mark um, in his first game off the bench for, for his club back home in Gibraltar. Uh, we wish him all the best. You know, he's a great guy, um, a real fantastic attitude and, you know, uh, I hope he really takes this opportunity and kicks on. And some of the lone players, of course, who, who've gone back or, or gone to other clubs, I guess many fans would have hoped that, that some of them would have, would have stayed a bit longer. Of course, you know, but that's the way of the windows these days in the clubs as um, and you know we've we've seen Wickham change their style and formation a bit this season, um, so this this opportunity in January comes for for those those agreements to be broken and uh, and and allowed to players to find uh, alternative homes. And again, we wish all three of them the very best in terms of their future careers and the part they played in this season. What's the atmosphere like at the club on on transfer deadline day? Do you get some players who are going, oh, I might get I might get some inquiries, or you might there might be some players who, who you know just think, oh no, I'm definitely staying, or you know there, there are some players who are hoping that other players will be arriving. It's you know it's very settled up here. Um, you know, training is is first and foremost. Obviously, um, everything the circus outside of that is is what it is and obviously it's a lot of agents and, and other bits sort of doing stuff who aren't here so um so yeah but in terms of you know i, I don't think we're expecting any de- any departures here at all 
Uh, and in terms of stuff coming in, there's there's always work being done. And until it's signed and sealed and delivered, it, it will be announced as and when things can be. But yeah, rest assured that, you know, I speak to you at six o'clock on transfer deadline day. So there's five hours of the window remaining. Work is, is, is being done and uh, we'll see what happens between now and when the window closes. It does still sound like quite a long time when you put it like that. You can do a lot of five hours, can't you? <laughs> a lot can happen. I think fans, especially, you know, they're obviously keen to see sort of new arrivals and strengthening the, the side as well. But uh, I think when you, when you spoke to the manager after the game on on, uh, on, on last night, he, he was saying that there are a couple you know, that they would hope to sort of do, but it won't be rushed. And it's really exciting as, as supporters to think there might be more further arrivals and, and reinforcements. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, it's also worth pointing out as well that, yes, of course, it is deadline day. It's it's the last opportunity to get business done this season. Um, but clubs, you know, and, and certainly Wickham as well, and I, and I know they're not alone in this, it's it's uh, it's a year-round strategy. It's window to window. Um, you're planning sort of three, four winners in advance for a lot of this as well. But then obviously you're then dealing and reacting to things that are happening during a season. And what we're seeing a bit of both of that approach uh, at Wickham Wanderers in this window, I think. Uh, from what we've seen already. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully um, when the window shuts this evening at 11 o'clock uh, and, and come Saturday, uh, I hope the fans are pleased uh, with what's been done. No, absolutely. Does it feel like it's a bit sort of in the way, in a way? Because obviously, as you say, there's, a, there's only two days to go till, till the next game as well. Yeah, it's been a busy week because obviously the Cup game being the day later than normal for Wickham on a midweek on a Wednesday. Um, big game on a Saturday too but you know there's there's what is there 17 18 games after Saturday left in the league plus um, whatever's left in the cup potential another two games there um, at least one more so look you know it's yeah obviously Saturday's a hugely important game but the you know it's it's important and imperative that the the work of the transfer window is is looking for the rest of these games right up until the end of April because I think as well, you know, there again it was highlighted last night, but you know, it doesn't take much, does it, for for an injury or, or more than one injury, or you know, just to, for for a sort of a, a need to develop in in one particular area or more than one, perhaps. Exactly that, you know, that's the great unknown in football. That's the, the variable um, injuries, illness, etc. Um, have, have played their part. So, um, you know, for many, many clubs, but you know, you have to plan and best you can and due diligence, etc. Uh, and make sure there's cover and availability. Every club has to deal with injuries. Uh, we, we all know the score on that. Um, but you know, it's 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 about making sure that um, obviously the other big thing as well is is staying within the financial fair play rules too. So um, it's about having the, the squad depth. The, the quality, uh, the cover, and enough to win games on a Saturday. And did you get the sense from last night, just thinking, you know, this could be that things are starting to turn? You know, we've spoken in previous weeks about the chances that have been created and there are plenty of shots and you know, it really <coughs> feels like things are starting to, to go the right way now. Yeah, it's been fine margins, hasn't it, for quite some time. And that's, that is uh, as frustrating as it is promising as well, you know, but, you know, we all understand the nature of it. So, you know, that's how it is. Um, fine margins and we need to make sure we're coming out on the right side of that. Well, it sounds like a very exciting time and uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you very much and look forward to you bringing us to the game on Saturday. Nice one. Cheers, Colin. Phil speaking to us from the training ground uh, about an hour ago. There were some noises in the background, weren't there, that suggested... <laughs> A deal could be being done. Yes, uh, do look out for it. Does, you do get the impression that uh, there could be an arrival before the deadline closes at 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, don't forget you can catch up with that chat with uh, Kieran Sadlier, uh, the full one on the website and uh, on the Commander's website and on Wanderers TV as well. And you can also hear 
the full version of a chat with uh, Matt Butcher, who uh, Phil caught up with after the game last night as well. Delighted to get it over the line. Um, obviously, left it quite late in terms of the window, but um, here now, and obviously got to watch the game, which was which positive, and, and hopefully he can put us on a bit of a run and get that momentum going for Saturday. Obviously not a big crowd because it's the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, but uh, a first experience of the Wickham welcome. Yeah, yeah, I got a nice little uh, welcome when out at half-time. Uh, met a couple of fans, so it was nice. And um, yeah, just good to see the boys and obviously met all them today. Um, a lot of new faces, so no, it's positive. I'm sure some Wickham fans will remember you playing against us, but for those that don't, what, what are you going to bring to the team? Um, yes, I'm a midfielder. Um, I feel like I play with energy. Um, can get around the pitch quite well. Um, obviously getting on the ball as well, being part of that. Um, pretty comfortable in uh, across different positions in midfield, so hopefully can suit a different couple of systems. Um, and hopefully, yeah, but like I said, build on that momentum that we just had today and, uh, and we'll win some games. And some real happy memories in League One last season too. Yeah, it was um, an unbelievable year for me. Um, obviously, first season at Plymouth and um, and got promoted. Um, and I know this club's had success in, in in recent years, so I know that that hunger and wanting to do that again would be would be top of everyone's wish list. Um, and being a part of that group just want made it made me wanted to be a part of another group like that and speaking to people that have been here in the past and know how um, the people here operate um, that was a massive driving force in, in, in terms of why I wanted to come um, With the last part of the season left to go now be helping drive Wickham back up the table Yes exactly um, obviously looking at the squad from outside it looks it looks like a great squad um, and obviously it's a tough league the momentum's massive as well like I've just touched on so um, you never know tonight's a great competition to to, to get that ball rolling um, and, and it's obviously a massive game on Saturday that hopefully we can continue that Former Plymouth midfielder Matt Butcher speaking to Phil uh, you can hear more as say of that on the club's website including his reflections on scoring against Wickham as well something else that the club will benefit from is the sale of striker Ali Alhamidi of course a former Wanderers player who uh, moved on to AFC Wimbledon and has now joined Ipswich Town in the Championship for an undisclosed fee uh, he's 21 and uh, signed with the uh, club till 2028 after scoring 17 goals in 29 appearances for AFC Wimbledon this season. He's won 12 international caps for Iraq as well and has been with them at the Asian Cup since the start of the year. Wish him every success and uh, as mentioned, the club's set to benefit from that move as well. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers show on Transfer Deadline Day. Anything can happen in the next sort of 40 minutes. Or, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> you don't know, do you? Um, <laughs> anything or nothing could happen. Or, you know, anyway. Uh, we'll be hearing from the manager, uh, Matt Bloomfield, speaking after the game last night, reflecting on uh, that fantastic win uh, to get the club into the semi-finals of the EFL Trophy, now called the Bristol, Bristol Street Motors Trophy, of course. Uh, but first, with thanks to the Wickham Honours Ex-Players Association, I've uh, been catching up a little earlier on today with former striker Andy Rammel. Uh, brilliant to reflect on, uh, of course, uh, his iconic goal celebrations against Wolves when uh, fans cleared the pitch of snow uh, to uh, make the game uh, a playable of course uh, we've just passed that anniversary as well with the uh, FA Cup uh, latest round of fixtures but first uh, let's reflect on his earliest memory uh, from his time at the club when he signed from Walsall earliest memory is probably <laughs> unbelievably my debut I think uh, it was against Bristol Rovers and I got sent off so yeah that w- I think that was my debut <laughs> certainly memorable <laughs> Certainly memorable. I think it was a fifty-fifty with the keeper that I just got there a bit late because of my lack of pace, and uh, just left a little dangly foot. I think. 
Because I guess fans might have thought it was quite a, a controversial signing because obviously you're a, a bit older, for, especially for a striker, I guess, and, and perhaps would have thought, oh, this, this is a bit of a strange acquisition. It was, most definitely. When uh, when I spoke to Laurie about coming, I got the gist that uh, the, the fans thought I was a little bit past it and they ought to spend their money a little bit wiser. And I think it was because uh, Sean had got a long-term injury and I think it was to like bridge a gap, to be fair. So there was there was a lot of speculation when I come, but uh, hopefully I uh, I changed a few minds when I arrived. Absolutely. Did you feel quite sort of confident yourself, thinking you know I could really could really do, make a difference here and make an impact here? Most definitely, because uh, like I said, I'd come from Warsaw after a few good years there, scored a lot of goals, and and in football, the older you get, the yeah, the more confident you, you're in your own abilities. When you're a bit younger, you have got doubts, but uh, like I said, I think I don't know how old I was really. If you've got any clue. Uh, 34, I believe. Whew, there you go. Gosh, you're <laughs> my prime. <laughs> yeah, and, and I went there, and, and they were a great set of lads, and they had a few older lads at the time. So, uh, yeah, fitted in quite nicely, and, and we got off and running. I think I think my first game was against a mid. My first goal was against a Midland team. I come on a sub, and, yeah, I think it was way out, and I've just had a swing at it, and it's flew in. So it just got better from there, really. And as you say, you seem to fit in so quickly and so well, especially with that, that group of players at the time. Yeah, because uh, the group of players, mate, I think were, were just good, solid professionals with a bit of flair, but we, we were all 100%ers. That's, that's what I remember from my time. And uh, yeah, I fitted in quite nicely with that, to be fair. And I guess there was a group of you from, from the same neck of the woods that, that, that you were coming from as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was me, Brownie, and Tails used to drive in from Derby. Well, we used to pick Brownie up on the on the way, and he used to sleep the rest of the way in. But uh, yeah, yeah. So it shared the driving, and yeah, it, it was good fun. We had a good crack, to be fair. No, absolutely, really special times. And you know, I'm sure. I guess it depends on the sort of the generation of fan, but um, there was probably a, a blizzard in the 1950s where Lokes Park was completely covered in snow. But there, there are two, I think, main images that people think of uh, in terms of, of snow. With there's the, the John, famous John Motson uh, picture where he was on the pitch, but then of course your your, your celebration and, and that obviously that that year, I guess you, you couldn't really have imagined in, in the earlier parts of the, the rounds either that you'd, you'd have got as, as far as you did in the cup and, and it would have gone so well and, and gathered such momentum. Oh gosh, yeah, it, it just uh, it come from nowhere, really. I think well, it's the it's the beauty of the FA Cup, and it we you you start on a journey. Let's get past this. Let's get past that, and then all of a sudden uh, you're riding the crest of a wave, and everything seems possible. And of course, you only just passed the the anniversary once again. I'm, I'm sure you're often reminded, or perhaps don't like to be reminded, as to how long ago it was. But <laughs> the 24th of January, and it was uh, you know that 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 snowy occasion. I was saying to you, I remember you know working on the radio at the time and putting out an appeal for people to to, to clear the pitch. Yeah, yeah, like like I was saying to you before, we uh, I think Mead Tails got in the car, not expecting the game to be on, but the gaffer says make your way down there, and if it's off, we'll do a bit of running. So uh, yeah, we've turned up and. We've seen the pitch early doors because we got there earlier and then we come out <laughs> after we got changed and the pitch was cleared. Everything was, yeah, piled up at the end of the uh, end of the pitch and I hear it was the fans and it was most voluntary, weren't it? No, absolutely. Yeah, people bought sort of shovels and stuff themselves and, and, and just turned up because obviously wanted to get the game on. Yeah, yeah, it was and it was great, weren't it? It was, uh, like you say, an iconic moment for myself. I never, and I never planned it either. I'd, I didn't see the snow before and thought, oh, if I score, I'll jump in that. It was just a, uh, 
uh, off the cuff kind of thing. It's not not a previous goal celebration that, you, that you've done in <laughs> previously in bad weather. <laughs> no, no. And to be fair, it was a bit chilly on the nether region, so I don't know if I'd do it again. <laughs> Perhaps you regretted it almost instantly. <laughs> but definitely one for the, for the cameras, and, and so pleasing as well because that was a real kind of springboard. But obviously, there were so many you know points in that in that run as well, even against Grimsby, and obviously the penalties against Wimbledon as well. Yeah, yeah, the the penalties against Wimbledon stick them on my massively because. I come off with a hamstring, so I was. It was really took out of my hands, and uh, the rest of the guys done done marvelously with tails as well. And uh, I can remember. I can't remember much about the game. I remember pulling my hamstring, and then I remember celebrating with uh, tails afterwards. So yeah, it was yeah, it was just a great feeling. Does it feel like twenty three years ago? Because I think if you say it quickly, it doesn't sound like any time at all, does it? No, it, well, when I when I had the call to to come on Wickham Sound, it was uh, the the time that had passed had was told me, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a fall down moment. To be fair, it seems it probably seems about ten years ago at the most, <laughs> but uh, that's just getting older and the the age creeping up on us. I think, isn't it? No, absolutely. And was there a time where the sort of the group of you thought, you know, we're, we're doing something really special here, and this could be this could be quite quite exciting? What we're creating. Yeah, well, right from pre-season, really, we we it, things were going so well, and I think we were doing really well in the league till the cup run. I'm not sure, but I've got a, a memory of us being up there and roundabouts, and we were talking about playoffs and all sorts. And then obviously the FA Cup run come and took over that, and we just fell away. But as I say, <laughs> the, just the the sort of the rapport that you had with many of the players, and I'm sure you know, you're, you're still in touch with many of them today. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I uh, when I finish football, there's nothing worse than a footballer that can't play football. So I uh, decided to get away from it totally, find a new career, and uh, yeah, when you do that, a lot of the guys that stay in football stay in them circles, and it's really hard to to keep in touch. Really, I've got I've got a few WhatsApp chats, but I must say, from I probably speak to Brownie now and again on LinkedIn or something like that. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, really, which is a shame. And what was your uh, relationship like with the manager as well? To, I imagine great great to play under Laurie. Yeah, Laurie was uh, – when I first went, he was a little bit intimidating, uh, but he he gave the feeling that he was pleased to have me, which for anyone, if you feel wanted, then, then you tend to fit in quite nicely. And, uh, yeah, it, it went from strength to strength. And he, he was a – he's a black and white kind of guy. He, if he don't like something, he tells you. And if he does, yeah, he keeps it to himself. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed playing under Sanch, to be fair. It was, it was good. You must have been so pleased with your, your goal return as well, especially you know, in, in your senior years, as we mentioned, you know, and considering the, the issues that you've had, had with your knee previously as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I had a knee injury at Wickham. I don't think I did. I might have, to be fair, because I had them everywhere, but... Yeah, I ended up with something around about 24 knee ops. And uh, yeah, it didn't help when uh, Jim Jim got the uh, pitch so flat and so hard. Didn't do me no favours at all, <laughs> to be fair. But uh, but but yeah, it, it, it was nice to play. Like I said, I finished at 37. And I, I, I yeah, I think I'm very lucky to, to have had a career in football, really. Very lucky. And are there any other sort of games or occasions that really stand out um, during your time at the club? Uh, that's a toughie cause like you said it's that many years ago <laughs> of course <laughs> but uh, no that, that first season like I say I remember my 
the first game I got sent off, my first goal. Oh, and and obviously because I come from Warsaw, we played Warsaw about a month after I moved, and I managed to score twice, which was yeah, it was yeah, that's up there with the cup run, I think, because uh, when we left, it was at home against Warsaw, and uh, the Warsaw fans like cheered me off, made like a yeah massive thing, which was which was lovely. Because do you realise as a player as well, it may not be something that you can reflect on till afterwards, but, you know, sort of the, the joy that you bring fans and how, how memorable, you know, your goals are or, or how well the team does at the time when you're playing? Yeah, it, it, I don't think you do until you finish. And, uh, and that, that, that feeling when you score or, or when you win or something good happens is really hard to, uh, to get back. It's a, it's a bit of a high, it's a bit of a drug. And yeah, I've I've not been able to recreate that feeling ever. I play golf now, which gets me a bit of the banter back and a bit of the competitive edge. But uh, but yeah, you don't realize. You just think it's going to keep going and going. But unfortunately, there's no way to recreate that feeling after a great win and that camaraderie. I understand your golf is quite a high level as well. Yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't take that up till I finished. I we. Uh, we were lucky enough to. Uh, I stopped playing at thirty-seven. We never done nothing for two years, me and my wife. So we moved on to a golf course. I took up golf, and it went from there really. And yeah, that's my release at the minute. That's that's where I get out of the wife's hair and and go and uh, relax <laughs> and as look, often as I can. <laughs> and do you still look out for the, the t- obviously Wickham and the results and the other teams that you played for as well? I'd love to say I do, but I, I don't. Like I said, when I, when I got out of football. I got asked to commentate on a few games in Bournemouth because I'm that way uh, a few years back and I get asked to go here, there and and a little bit of scouting. But I've never done it because I, I just don't have any fun in watching the football. I don't watch results. So it's uh, it was a clean break from football, really, because I think I'd have struggled not to be involved in it as in playing. Sure. I'm sure fans would love to know, you know what you're doing these days. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm working at a college. Uh, we work, work with sensory education needs and disabilities. Uh, it's a new college, been open two years, and it's supporting them transitioning into life when they leave the college. I'm enrichment lead, so I discuss with them what they want to do and then try and help them achieve it, which is, yeah, it's mega rewarding. I love it. And, uh, again, the, the banter with, with the guys, it's from uh, – 19 to 25 year olds so so we have a bit of banter and yeah they they know that I used to play football and I get pictures stuck on my desk and pictures all around the college which is a little bit embarrassing because I look very young <laughs> and I've got lots of hair <laughs> and what would you say was so special about your time at the club because I guess what was really nice is because there was such a great group of you who had a mixture of you know youth and experience as well and and there was so much you know as you say camaraderie and, and togetherness with the team yeah, it, it, that's that was it. It was the team gelled so well, and training was great. Like you say, Gibbo and Sanch were great, and the club around the club was was just a nice place to be. I was saying earlier, I was very sad to leave. I, I tried to stay as much as I could. I was enjoying it that much, but obviously the club was having a little financial issues, and I think me and Tails went in and tried to get us put on less money, and we was going to sign another year, but. Unfortunately, it weren't doable, but I, I definitely wouldn't have gone anywhere else if I could have seen out my time at Wickham. It's really nice to hear. Overall, how would you say you, you reflect on your time at the club? 
Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, again, like I was saying, it's probably one of the clubs I've never been back to. I, I get invited back to, because uh, after Wickham, obviously I went to Bristol and I, I think I've only played a handful of games there, but scored yeah vital goals that kept him in the league. And yeah, I, if I walk in Bristol, I get noticed <laughs> everywhere, which is a bit ironic because like I say, I think I played 14 games for him. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I go back there regular. I go to Warsaw a lot because I've got a lot of friends and family that way. But I've never been back to Wickham, and uh, I was saying earlier, I, I think I'd love to get back and and see the stadium the, and the pitch again. And some old faces would be nice. No, absolutely. I'm sure you'd be really made very welcome, and the fans would be delighted to see you. And I know you know there's a, there's a game against one of your former clubs, Barnsley, coming up in a, in, a, in a month or so as well. There is, yes. I'm trying to uh, trying to free that up, so hopefully we can I can bring the wife up for a drive and uh, and see some old faces, and yeah. Yeah, get a bit of that atmosphere again. I'll have to put up with watching the football, I suppose, <laughs> but uh, I can I can do that for a game. And really nice to be able to reflect on your time there and the goals that you scored and and the success that that you brought, you know, during your time at the club as well. I think. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it like again, because we don't get to uh, to see the guys, it'd be nice to reminisce a little bit. We had the uh, was it uh, after ten years after the FA Cup run, we had a bit of a get together. Which was great, and uh, yeah, something like that again would be awesome. Just to get while we're still here, to be fair. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, we, we've lost Maka, didn't we? Which of course. Was, uh, yeah, it's devastating. No, absolutely. It's, it just it sort of highlights how precious it is, it is, doesn't it, to have you know the experiences, the shared experiences that you went through together, and and can still you know that's what that's what's great about the ex player association as well. That you know different generations of of players and, and what you've achieved can can really kind of like live on and be kept alive. Yeah, most definitely, and it, it gives us a chance for us old uh, old oldies to reminisce and tell everybody how good we were. No, absolutely. I'm sure everyone uh, listening can remember that very well. It's been fantastic to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time and and a brilliant to to share your memories. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Excellent to catch up with Andy Rammel. Uh, Fantastic to speak to him from his... uh uh, from his home in Wareham and uh, brilliant to hear uh, the work that he's doing with the youngsters at the moment quite surprising isn't it that he's, he's not really following uh, the football at the moment and is taking a clean break and is, is you know uh, is doing golf rather well as well but uh, I'm sure you have uh, very good memories of uh, Andy Rammel's goals at the club uh, scoring over 30 in uh, more than 90 appearances as well and strange to think uh, that that uh, famous goal against uh, Wolves where he jumped in the snow was t- <laughs> 23 years ago uh, yes the 24th of uh, April, of January, as uh, we reflected on a little earlier on. Really brilliant to catch up with him. And uh, fantastic, as always, to uh, to work with the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, uh, some of the uh, brilliant uh, former uh, chairboys who will be featuring on the show in uh, future weeks. Uh, much to look forward to as well. Uh, just a reminder that uh, coming up fairly soon-ish uh, will be a chat with uh, a former player who um, comparatively recently well, very recently, uh, went on to, to manage the club as well. You might have heard our chat uh, with uh, Gareth Ainsworth, which you can get on the uh, Wanderers podcast feed as well. He's uh, also currently quite busy as the, uh, the lead singer of the Cold-Blooded Hearts. Uh, they've got their debut album out, uh, Cold Light of Day, which um, we chatted to him about. And uh, he'll be uh, coming on the show in a future episode to uh, talk about his time, obviously, playing uh, at the club, came on loan initially, 
and uh, then, of course, managing the club uh, very successfully as well. Uh, that's coming up and uh, lots more uh, former Wickham Wanderers stars to look forward to on the Wickham Wanderers show here on Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Final third of the uh, uh, Wickham Wanderers show. Final third, yeah, I suppose it is. Uh, yeah, it's in three parts, isn't it? Sort of. And maths isn't my strong point. Uh, still to come, we'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield speaking to Phil after uh, last night's fantastic win in the Cup, the uh, Bristol Street Motors Trophy quarter-final at home to Brighton. Speaking of Cup wins, Wickham Wanderers women uh, progressed to the uh, next stage of the League Cup with the brilliant win over Eastleigh on Sunday. The next action in the League at home at Burnham, 2 o'clock kickoff against Bournemouth Sports. Other news from the club, uh, they've uh, recently appointed a, a new coach, Danny Harrigan, who is a full-time coach at QPR as well. Uh, he's been speaking to Craig. So, Danny, welcome to Wickham Wanderers. How have you been finding it and settling in? Uh, yeah, so far so good. I got a chance to come in last week and meet the girls and Cole for the first time. So, yeah, second week, um, but so far so good, yeah. How did you come into the position of, of Carl getting in contact with you and joining Wickham Wanderers Women? Uh, so I left women's football about eight months ago now. Um, took a little bit of a break. Um, and then after Christmas, got a bit of an itch to get back in. Um, so I put something out on social media, just offering a hand if anyone needed help picking up the cones. And uh, yeah, Cole reached out, come down, have a chat, um, turned into come and take the first training session, which was fine. Um, yeah, and then since then, I think I came in on Thursday last week. Uh, felt really welcome. Uh, so I had a few other clubs I was talking to, but I think once uh, I came in, got to meet the girls and Cole, I was like, yeah, I need to come to Wickham. So, yeah, good start. Well, we're very lucky to have you. Um, what's been your coaching journey up to this point? Uh, so I started coaching 17 years ago now. Um, so started out doing football in the community, which I'm still doing full time uh, for QPR. Uh, then I started in the academy at QPR as well, which I've been doing for 13 years Uh Started women's football QPR reserves, uh, moved on to managing Atonians in the league above in the National League. Um, and then, yeah, now uh, joining Wickham as part of my journey. Any highlights along the way there? Uh, highlights, yeah, we had some good highlights. Um, I like to develop young players. So at QPR, getting some young players uh, through to our first team and going on to achieve other things is great. Uh, Atonians, uh, yeah, we always punched above our weight in the, in the women's football side of things. So, yeah, I just really enjoy working with groups of players and making them believe that they can do things that maybe they've been told before they can't do or within themselves they don't think they're able to do. Um, so I've kind of made a bit of a, a reputation of getting people that people have written off and taken them where they, they didn't think they could go. Um, so yeah, just try and they're the highlights for me, really. On a Sunday afternoon in the dugout, where do you think your advice will be best given to the gaffer and the other coaches? Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting position for myself. Obviously, I've done Carl's job elsewhere, so I know what information he's going to need and when he wants to hear it. Um, so I'll be sitting in the background and then uh, keeping my thoughts ready to go. So when Carl turns around and needs uh, a calm head in the battle of the game, I'll be ready to, to feed back to himself and the other coaches. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy not having to be the, the one under pressure as such. Um, but yeah, I'll be there ready to, to help Carl as best as I can and when he needs me to do so. A bit less stressful then? Oh, yeah, much less stressful. Yeah, not having to shout at people and annoy people uh, on a Sunday is definitely a highlight. <laughs> and, of course, we've just turned the year now. We're into the second half of the season. Um, next round of the League Cup on Sunday. Where do you see this Wickham team ending up by the end of the season? Uh, hopefully. Uh, I think looking at the league table, I think there's a few, uh, definitely more than a few winnable games in there. Uh, since I come in here, and the reason I came here was to try and get the team as high as we possibly can, which I'm sure has always been the message anyway. But, yeah, I'm not here to to give up my Sundays to, to not try and win every game we play. So 
League Cup, League Games, Friendlies, wherever it is, we'll be going to win. Thank you for your time, Danny. Always welcome. Great to hear from Danny. And as mentioned, uh, Wickham Wanderers Women's first team have got a home match on Sunday at Burnham, taking on Bournemouth Sports as they continue the second half of their league campaign. Also this weekend, you might have heard us mention it uh, last week because uh, Wickham Wanderers are doing a number of activities uh, around the Fleetwood game. Uh, they've It's a green football weekend uh, coming up this weekend and uh, Wickham Wanderers last week uh, launched their sustainability strategy. Uh, if you listen to Mid Mornings tomorrow... Uh, or on Friday, the uh, 2nd, if you're, if you're listening uh, on the podcast version, just after midday, which is chat to Mark Gateskill, who's the Chief Executive of the Foundation. We'll find out more about the sustainability strategy. You might have heard David Wheeler from the men's team and Bobby Lynch uh, from the women have shared their recipes and a free green football weekend veggie cookbook for fans to try uh, and uh, also then uh, register as a goal for Wickham Wanderers as well. So if you need a good winter warmer, there's a couple of recipes there uh, for both the men's and women's teams uh, for you to get involved with. Uh, you can go to greenfootballweekend.com to download the free Green Football Weekend veggie cookbook and uh, find out other ways to score green goals for the club as well. Uh, and uh, there's uh, um, also in the news, you might have seen football's biggest climate change uh, climate campaign was launched as well. And uh, there's there's lots going on over this weekend between the second and the fifth. You might have seen uh, as well uh, the club. Also, we mentioned this on last week's show a bit, but uh, the green football uh, weekend is has been launched, and the sustainability um, strategy has been launched as well. Uh, you can choose from over um, on the recipes book. You can choose from over seventy delicious recipes, and uh, the future of football. Uh, the future of football is at risk due to the effects of climate change. You can learn more uh, where 150,000 games are already cancelled per year due to pitch flooding. By 2050, a quarter of UK football grounds will be flooded with one in four teams expecting partial or total stadium flooding each year. Uh, you can have a look on the uh, Wickham Wanderers website to find out more about the sustainability strategy as well uh, that the club has uh, put together. You can read... <laughs> Read all of it. I won't go through the whole thing on the show, but um, there's, there's lots to reflect on on there. Uh, also, the uh, Wickham Wanderers Foundation doing some uh, great work uh, with the Chairboys Chats, which was uh, usually on a Wednesday, but was uh, uh, moved this week because of the game uh, with regard to uh, Brighton Hove Albion's under 21s um, uh, game, of course, which was moved from the Tuesday to the Wednesday. Um, so yes, that's that's that. And uh, you might have also heard us mention again on uh, last week's show that um, Wickham Wanderers uh, were recognised um, award winners in um, the uh, EFL uh, excuse me, uh, strategy, uh, which we'll <laughs> tell you more about in a few moments' time. First, though, uh, let's reflect on uh, last night's game at Adams Park. This is what you're waiting for, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> Not my rambling. Uh, Wickham Wanderers winning by four goals to one. And uh, Phil spoke to manager Matt Bloomfield after the game. Uh, Gaffer, an emphatic win tonight and now one step from Wembley. You must be delighted. Yeah, really pleased, mate. Um, really pleased for the boys. Uh, we've obviously put a lot into this uh, competition. We've always gone as strong as we can. So, yeah, really pleased that we've been able to win tonight and get through to the semi-final. Uh, a brace for Kieran Sadlier too and uh, and some and some good confidence going into the league game on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Sads has been threatening more goals in his game. We spoke about it on Monday. You know, I think his uh, attacking output has been really good for us, delivering crosses and, and taking us up the pitch with his dribbling. So I'm really pleased for him to get a couple of goals. 
you obviously scoring the goals is good for the confidence of the lads and you know I don't think it's anything more than what we've deserved with some of the recent performances we've spoken about the amount of shots and crosses we've had so yeah yeah really chuffed and real positives as well at fullbacks Jason McCarthy first start for the season and a really good performance at left back for Kane Vincent Young Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, Kane started the season off with us, then unfortunately had a, a bad hamstring injury and has found his way back. We've changed formation in the meantime as well, which probably hasn't helped his minutes, but he's been training extremely well, um, taking the disappointment of not playing really well and, and, and fought back in training. So he deserved that tonight. And obviously, you know, we all, we all know what a big player Jace has been for us over the years here and has missed a, a huge chunk of the season due to injury. So just to have him, his leadership and um, the way he conducts himself every day has been, has been really Really good, and probably the pick of the goals, Dale Taylor, a fantastic effort. Yeah, Dale's a top player. I, I love working with Dale. He's just one of those lads that comes in with a smile on his face every day, gets on with his football, plays you know a couple of different positions when you ask him to. I think that he's been extremely good when he's been playing slightly deeper, coming onto coming onto things. Uh, it's a great solo goal tonight, but um, an all-round play. You know the, the amount of effort he puts into his performance. He's a he's a yeah he's a real good guy, Dale. Top player, real top player. And I, I guess the only bump in the road was the first half injury to Chris Farino, and it looked Joe Lowe maybe a knock as well in the second half yeah yeah it's amazing isn't it, how this game works we lost uh, Taft to illness this morning so Joey comes back in then we lost, lost Chris to a knock in the first half and, and Joey to a knock in the second half so uh, look I'm smiling because uh, we're through but it's not great losing three set and a halves we'll have to see how they are patch them up next couple of days and make sure we've got two of them ready for, for Cheltenham on Saturday um, and with Kane at left back, it allowed Luke Leahy to push further forwards as well. Is that more food for thought for Saturday? Absolutely, of course it is, yeah, because you know we signed Luke as a midfielder uh, primarily when we signed him in the summer. Um, but you know, I think when we went to three, he was elite as a left left side of three. He's done really well as a fullback as well. But I know that he you know wants to play more football in midfield if he can. So it's just I thought tonight was the ideal opportunity to have a look at him. We've also got Butch in the building now, which we're really chuffed about. So. Yeah, I think that the boys who play tonight and the way they performed are give me plenty of food for thought over the next couple of days. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Matt Butcher and also uh, Beryl Labala, both new signings presented at half-time tonight as well. Uh, what are they going to offer the squad? Well, Bez is going to offer us legs up front. I think since Brandon's been injured, we've just missed that physical output up front to complement Sam we know that we've got high hopes for Richard Kone and you know he certainly offers us that legs but he's still a young boy and we don't want to run the risk of, of doing too much of him too soon so we felt like having an extra body up there would, would complement our forward department yeah and having Butch you know Butch got promoted with Plymouth last year I admired him when he was at Accrington a couple of years ago and I thought he was a top player then and then you know, sometimes these things come around where you've got the opportunity to sign someone who you've liked for a few seasons. So with him being out of contract in the summer and us being able to offer a permanent contract, uh, as soon as I spoke to him, he, you know, he was very uh, proactive. He wanted to come here. He's very complimentary about Wickham and what we stand for and what he's heard. Um, he's good mates with Dan Scar, who, who I know really well from his time here. And uh, Scarzi obviously spoke really, really kindly of us as well. So it all just seemed to fit. So two real good characters who are going to come and uh, compliment the group we've already got. Gaffer, it's nothing personal, but we are keeping our distance this evening. You, uh, you're in the wars a bit here. What's up? Don't make me laugh. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've run into something. It knocked me out for for a couple of days. I was in. A, I worked Monday, and then Monday night, just 
fell off a cliff, unfortunately, so I've been in bed for a couple of days. But I wanted to be here, stand shoulder to shoulder with the boys. You know, I think in tough times we have to we have to make sure we all stand together. And uh, I wanted to make sure I was here with the lads. Um, so I thought, yeah, the energy they played with tonight was was perfect. So we're back in tomorrow. I'll keep my distance again. Uh, make sure the preps all done, ready for ready for children on Saturday. Transfer deadline day tomorrow. Is uh, are you going to be busy there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I was. Uh, I've had to ring my wife and apologise. I'm not getting over at all this week, but uh, we've won tonight, and if we can back that up with another good result on Saturday, she'll be fine. Deadline day tomorrow, so uh, yeah, pleased to have this game tonight. Obviously, uh, to to get in the way of that, but we've got we've got another couple of things in the pipeline. Um, you know, we just want to make sure we're ready for the end of the season. I think today's show, you get a couple of knocks in the same. Uh, same area of the pitch you've got to be, got to be ready to go so uh, yeah we're still talking uh, we're not going to rush anything through for the sake of it but uh, if one of the right ones we're in for comes off then uh, we'll be pleased with it uh, Wish Matt Bluford of course a, a full recovery uh, from uh, uh, his uh, health problems uh, from the week uh, speaking to you on transfer deadline day uh, if you're interested that thing I was mumbling on about earlier I realised that we covered in last week's show about the uh, bronze in the EFL equality as I was fumbling around to see, uh, trying to paddle a little as to see if there are any uh, transfer developments as of yet there is due to be uh, I can tell you uh, unofficially uh, a, a new signing uh, arriving in time for the deadline but I'm told it's not set to be completed in time for the end of the show but um, we've got a few minutes left anything can still happen uh, if you haven't heard as well earlier in the week uh, it was confirmed that the club has extended the contracts of talented quartet Taylor Clark Laurie Schala and also Declan Skura as well as Christy Ward uh, which is uh, is great news the four youngsters have been successful products of the club's development squad programme Sam Grace has done a brilliant job there benefiting from exposure to senior football either with the Blues or out on loan uh, while continuing to train alongside the chairboys first team and receive dedicated coaching former West Ham and Ipswich Academy graduate Clark uh, arrived in the summer from Needham Market and is currently out on loan at Farnborough uh, while keeper Charlotte has uh, joined in pre-season after leaving Crystal Palace and his first choice between the sticks at loan club Potter's Bar Town currently defender Skira is uh, on loan at Ebbsfleet United you might know that really uh, in the National League he signed from Kingstonian last season and uh, former Brockenhurst youngster Christy Ward has remained around the first team environment this season after a loan spell with Hungerford Town last term. Uh, let's reflect on what's to come then. Uh, a trip to Cheltenham uh, is in prospect on Saturday. Uh, three o'clock kickoff, match build up from two here on Wickham Sound and on Wanderers TV. You have the whole match live as well with Phil and quite possibly with someone else in the uh, squad edition uh, by then as well. Uh, then uh, League One, Saturday, 10th of February. Uh, the visit of Peterborough United could be quite fortuitous because they're one of the three other teams uh, left along with Bolton and Blackpool in the uh, Bristol Street Motors Trophy. The draw for the semi-final is tomorrow evening at 6.30 uh, or Friday the 2nd at 6.30 if listening on the podcast. Uh, because uh, I'm laughing because I've just seen who the next opponents are as well. Bolton Wanderers uh, will be uh, hosting Wickham on Tuesday the 13th. So uh, we've got... Uh, Two of the next three opponents are uh, one of the teams that we could be facing in that competition as well. It's a busy February. 17th sees a big game, a visit at Oxford at Adams Park. Uh, then Wickham's trip to Stevenage is on Saturday the 24th. And the month concludes, uh, being a, a leap year of course, but uh, 27th of Feb uh, on Tuesday. Another home game in the form of Cheltenham. 
uh, who of course uh, we're going to be playing uh, this Saturday as well so the rescheduled Cheltenham game and uh, things will be uh, looking a lot different by then uh, the club unfortunately have uh, currently slipped to 19th in League One with just one win in 17 uh, games in the division uh, just above Port Vale only one point uh, Port Vale are the only team above the bottom four uh, bottom four consisting of uh, other strugglers Fleetwood of course who played last Saturday Carlisle Cheltenham who are our next opponents and Reading so this could be a good opportunity uh, to get uh, maximum points although well, we did say that about Bank Fleetwood didn't we um, and then uh also on 31 are Charlton, uh, Burton are just a point further ahead, as are Cambridge, and then Shrewsbury on 33, uh, Exeter also on 33, uh, Wigan are on 34, Lincoln are on 35, don't worry, I'm not reading them all out, uh, <laughs> it's like the classifiers, uh, Bristol Rovers are on 11th with 37, uh, the point is uh, that uh, you know just a win or two wins could uh, see Wigan climbing back up the table uh, very, very soon. Uh, just seven out of the uh, 28 League One games have been victories so far. Uh, but a busy February to come, as mentioned. Uh, trip to Cheltenham on Saturday, uh, and then a week later, uh, back in action at home to Peterborough on Saturday. That could be a big game as well, couldn't it? Uh, Bolton away on Tuesday, of course. And don't forget, tomorrow we'll find out uh, whether either Bolton, Peterborough or indeed Blackpool will uh, be uh, our next opponents. In the semi-final of the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, one game away from Wembley. It really has been a fantastic competition, hasn't it? We were talking to Phil a little earlier on about how well the club has done against the under-21 teams as well in that division, already knocking out West Ham and Brighton uh, and uh, got a couple of players on loan, of course, from West Ham's young team as well. So an exciting time for the club. Uh, you've heard the manager and uh, Phil speaking to us in recent weeks about how you know close things have been, just fine margins in these games, uh, conceding goals late on in games, which is something which will hopefully be cut out. It's great to see the team last night doing so well, scoring four goals. Uh, looks like they could have got, gone on and got more as well. So uh, that bodes really well for the future. Hopefully then cut out, conceding late, Brought in some new signings. Could be one more to come as well tonight, which is uh, uh, very exciting with some uh, great attacking options in midfield. As uh, Phil mentioned a little earlier on as well, we saw uh, Luke Leahy pushing further forward as well. He likes to get forward in midfield, so there uh, might be some more goals from him. Uh, exciting times. There's, uh, there's still plenty of games to play for, uh, play with, 17, 18 games to come uh, as well in League One. So as mentioned, the, uh, the league table could be looking very different in a comparatively short period of time. I'm, <laughs> I'm fatting slightly because I'm just trying to see if there are any other um, sort of deals being confirmed. But as I say, uh, I think uh, it's, it's, uh, anything is going to be confirmed a little late for the show, which is unfortunate. But uh, I can't bring you any more uh, news currently of a new signing confirmed as yet. Uh, join us next week, though, where any, any new signing we'll be uh, telling you about a little more concrete. We'll be reflecting on that game against Cheltenham as well. And uh, lots more to bring you, including another ex-player. Brilliant chat to Andy Rammel uh, this week as well. And uh, more from the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Player Association. More from Wickham Wanderers women as well as they continue the second part of their season. Still nothing. And <laughs> thanks for listening. And uh, yes, a reminder to join us on Saturday for a match build-up from two. Full kicker, a full match commentary with kickoff at three. And uh, you'll hear the whole match live here on Wickham Sound 106.6 in the Wickham area. And on Wanderers TV as well. That's it from us. There's- I can drag it out no longer. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. It's on the Wickham Sound Radio Player page on YouTube, um, not just in podcasts. And also there's the Listen Again feature on the website, wickhamsound.org.uk. That's wickhamsound.org.uk. Have a great week. Fingers crossed for three points on Saturday at Cheltenham.